the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. You know what we do on this show? We talk about things that help you live life full out. And what does that mean? Let me just give you a, a little information. I was down in Los Angeles this weekend at, a, at the Conscious Life Expo, which was absolutely fabulous. And I was on a panel of media people, and I was the only one represented from radio, which I thought was pretty interesting, but at the same time, uh, it was also, for me, an opportunity to talk about what's happening in the world today in terms of people out there who are listening to radio and watching television and what they absolutely expect. And so for all of you that have been following the show from day one, you know, first and foremost, our programming is about bringing topics to you that you've said that you wanted to know more about, giving you practical tools so that you can create change in your life right now. Whether you're someone listening to the show, uh, as many of you do at the office, and others listen to the show as they're in their homes getting their kids ready for school, it doesn't matter. This show is about lifting up from whatever is holding you back and helping you live life full out. So if you hear something inspiring today, we have met our goal, met our mission. And today's show is on a topic that is so near and dear to my heart that I've been waiting to have this conversation with my guest, Jim Welsh. Now, let me just say, our, our topic today is how to become a true growth leader. There are many aspects to what Jim talks about, many aspects to his book. His book, Grow Now, Eight Essential Steps to Flex Your Leadership Muscles, is a book that you're going to want to know about, and you'll know why by the end of the show. Uh, Jim, by the way, is the founder and president of the Growth Leader, Inc., a well-known, very well-known business leadership consulting firm, and he is the principal owner of Leadership Fuel Now, LLC. He works with Fortune 500 clients, entrepreneurs throughout the country, and so has a previous corporate officer uh, elected by the Hallmark Board of Directors. He knows a ton about leadership because one of the things I say on this show is you have to walk a few miles in the shoes to get the essence of what goes on underneath the surface. So, Jim, thank you so much for joining the show today. I want to thank you for bringing this conversation to the table because Grow Now, Eight Essential Steps to Flex Your Leadership Muscles isn't about putting on the boxing gloves, is it? Oh, that's a great introduction. I Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I really am excited about being with you and uh, your audience. One of the things that's so important today is how the workforce is changing and how the industry, is, we all operate in uh, 
across the board has changed dramatically. And you're right, uh, the way to win as a leader is not with boxing gloves anymore. And one of the things that is so important, too, that I think a lot of people fail to connect is if you really want to grow the business, regardless of where you are, if you own a business, if you're in a small business, if you're in a large corporation, the only way to really grow the business is first you've got to recruit and retain and then engage the very best talent. And to your point, that's best not accomplished with boxing gloves. No, Jim, I want to thank you for for, uh, joining us today and writing the book because, you know, many of us have gone through being senior uh, executives at organizations, owning our own consulting firms. We looked at what we can do to help organizations. And I want to ask you this question because you have, uh, you know, such incredible accomplishments in your in your resume. I mean, you are award-winning. You, prom- you won the Promotion Pro Award in 2004. And so, you know, there are many, many things that people have said, Jim Welsh, you do this really well. The question is, what obstacles, what challenges have you, Jim Welsh, personally had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Oh, that's a really important perspective. One of the things that um, I think is is really important, I'm 53 years old, and uh, uh, I started down this path about 30 years ago as a sales representative for Procter & Gamble carrying a bag and uh, was with uh, Procter & Gamble for several years and then uh, joined Hallmark about 26 years ago thinking that uh, I'd hang out there a couple of years and wound up doing every job in the company, including being the uh, senior vice president of marketing the last five years uh, prior to opening my own company a few years ago uh, called the growth leader but uh, and in fact when I was at Hallmark I basically did one thing and that was market to women because about 90% of the people that buy uh, greeting cards are women Uh, and with Valentine's Day just uh, hours away uh, now men are really getting into the act here in the last uh, 48 hours so just a a friendly nudging reminder that uh, now's the time to go buy your your Valentine's Day cards but uh, as I think about my total career one of the things that I saw that was I think the most important thing is I really believe that the best way you could win as a leader and the best way to grow your business is to surround yourself with top talent and I observed over that 30-year career that the people that won were the people that were able to emotionally connect with the individuals that work for them and with them and the people that lost are the individuals that failed to make that emotional connection, and that caused people to leave, to move to other areas. It left them as a leader with less talent. And as we all know, the team with the most talent wins and grows. And that's really why I wrote the book and why I was so passionate about it is it's really a strong link to how to grow. And I realized after a 30-year business career uh, that those were the techniques that worked for me, Uh, emotionally connecting with your team and finding new ways to do that so that they come to work not just with their heads but also with their hearts, which is very important because uh, you can have someone's brain coming to work, but are they coming to work with their hearts and believing in their leader and believing in the organization and what the organization is trying to accomplish together? You know, and believing is so important. I want to ask you, Jim, you know, in all that you've seen, where does trust fit in? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, in fact, one of the uh, we talk about the eight C's to become a true growth leader, and one of the C's is the circle of trust. You know, I think of that 
that famous movie, uh, Meet the Parents, with, uh, if you remember that movie with Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he talked about the circle of trust when he was talking to uh, to Ben Stiller, and that there's a circle of trust, and, and that was a famous quote in that movie. But in the workplace, trust is what all relationships are based on. And one of the things that is so important as a leader is to build and gain the trust of your people. And uh, by doing that and by showing them that you care about them, that you really want to know what is important to them and their lives, that's really how you build that emotional connection. And without it, no leader can be successful. So as you think about how to build trust, and and one of the things that's so important, we talk about eight C's uh, in the uh, book about the practical growth leader. And and one of the things that we talk about in Grow Now is there's eight C's called caring, candor, uh, confronting conflict, the circle of trust, uh, collaboration, uh, credit to others, communication, and celebration. All of those things are all about ultimately building trust with that emotional connection. People trust you when they believe that you not only have the best interest of the organization at heart, but that you also have their best interest at heart and how you can help professionally grow them and develop them and support them going forward. And it's the things that you do on an ongoing basis that really make a difference. It's all about what you do, not what you say. And and it's very interesting that you say that. Uh, because many, many people uh, in organizations right now uh, have gone through the shift or the paradigm change. Somebody, some people call it the repeal of the psychological contract. And to break that down for our listeners, what that simply means is that the promises of old aren't the promises of today. The promises of long-time job security, uh, health care benefits, those things are the promise of the old. And they don't necessarily mean that they're the promises of today. What are the promises of today from the perspective of what companies will provide in their leaders? Yeah, well, that's a great perspective because one of the things, if, if you go back to post-World War II and, and really uh, through that uh, period of the 19, late 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, there was really a feeling that the contract with an organization or with a company uh, went on forever. If you remember, the, uh, it just really, the world that I grew up in, it was about going to work with one organization and staying with that organization and have a career that would uh, span several decades. That has changed as you indicated earlier with the downsizing, the things that occurred, particularly in the 1980s and 90s, uh, that contract really began to change. And it's been an interesting dynamic because what has happened along with that is that uh, there is a shortage of top talent. So uh, more and more people are viewing their relationships with organizations as temporary relationships. And part of this is generational, uh, but there's also across the board through all generations an understanding that I better have portable skill sets that I can take with me because I may not be with uh, this individual company for the rest of my career. That changes some dynamics as you think about the relationship between uh, the individual that works for somebody else because you want to help develop them and prepare them as an individual wherever they ultimately go. Where if you think about it historically, uh, the perspective has been more about it's all about the company and this individual company. 
yes, that still exists, but it also is very much about the individual now. It's about what can I do to develop you, not only to be successful here, but to be successful uh, wherever you go. Uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about is that uh, the group that we will call Generation X, that group that uh, was born from 1965 to 1978, that group, uh, they saw their parents go through downsizing. They saw some of the uh, impact that that had on the family and, uh, and on the contract changing with the organization. As that group now, which is really the 30-something group going through the workforce, they are really looking at their skill sets as being much more portable. So when you're talking to that generation as a leader, it's very much about what can I do to help build your skill sets to prepare you for the next uh, move in your life, and hopefully it's to stay here with me, but I want to do it more broadly than that. So uh, I think one of the big paradigm shifts has been uh, it's not just about uh, all about the company now. It's also all about the individual and wherever that might lead them in their career. Well, Jim Welsh, my guest today, we've got so much to talk about. He's joining us here today, the author of an incredible book that many, many people, people like myself, people like you, of course, uh, are, have been waiting for. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about cutting-edge generational leadership growth. What does that mean? And more importantly, how can you become a true growth leader? Is this a role you want to take today? And how does that characteristic, those behaviors, transcend the workplace? What does it mean globally? Jim Welsh is my guest today. We're going to take a short break on the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to find out more about us, of course, you can listen live on voiceamerica.com, but you can also uh, take a look at our website, www.thedrpatshow.com. Thegrowthleader.com is Jim Welsh's website. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you ready for today's workplace? We want to help you get there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Louise Hay has shown millions of people how to heal their lives. You can be next. Now, Louise's inspirational life story is captured in the new You Can Heal Your Life, the movie. This loving portrait of Louise and the impact of her life work features guest appearances by Wayne Dyer, Cheryl Richardson, Doreen Virtue, and more. See the movie that's changing lives, now available on DVD. To watch a free preview, visit www.youcanhealyourlifemovie.com. Are you one of the millions of frustrated people who can't take off weight or keep it off on a low-fat or low-calorie diet? It's hard, isn't it? Well, don't despair another day. The Sugar-Free Miracle Diet is the answer to your prayers. I'm Karen Bentley, and I lost 130 pounds on this program. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet Company. Go to SugarFreeMiracle.com, that's SugarFreeMiracle.com, and get started today. Chocolate, not only sensual, but powerful. Shasai Dark Unprocessed Chocolate, highest level of antioxidants in a simple food. Did you know science has shown dark chocolate could help you lose weight? 
Did you know that you can actually improve your overall health by eating dark chocolate? Or that you can enjoy eating chocolate three or more times a day, guilt-free? Did you know that chocolate actually has a bliss factor? Life with chocolate couldn't be sweeter. Lifewithchocolate.net Do you or a loved one have chronic pain? ABC Health Solutions introduces Ferroblock a fabric that relieves chronic pain with no side effects. Ferroblock's unique construction of micro-thin stainless steel and nylon interrupts EMFs, or high-frequency waves, from damaging our cells, causing inflammation and pain. Call 253-631-8270 or visit abchealthsolutions.biz to see a short video regarding Ferroblock. That's abchealthsolutions.biz. What's ahead for you or your business in 2008? Get your custom roadmap for next year from internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick. Find out how to best focus your time and energy for the challenges and opportunities ahead. Call Madeline Gerwick at Polaris Business Guides for a personal or business consultation. Also ask about good timing for important events. Call toll-free 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300. From a place of special energy, the Sedona Tools are specially crafted to work with the disruptive emotional energies of traumatic experience. You can release and resolve the past, move gracefully through the present, and attract the future you wish with power that's already yours. Your intent and creative visualization. Now work with the right tools. Visit thesedonatools.com. That's the S E D O N A Tools.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I'm so thrilled to have Jim Welsh, my very special guest today, How to Become a True Growth Leader. We've got lots to talk about. He has written an incredible book, Grow Now, Eight Essential Steps to Flex Your Leadership Muscles. And this is about how leaders can flex those muscles without intimidating. That is such a key point. You know, the old uh, rough em up routine that used to work 20, 30 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, doesn't work anymore. We have learned a ton, and now organizations are faced, faced with the incredible challenge of not only attracting the best, but keeping them, as Jim has said. Jim, thank you again for joining us here today. Thank you. Um, Let's make sure we give out your website so folks can be taking a look as they're listening. That's something that happens a lot these days. Yes, the website is www.thegrowthleader.com, and uh, the book can be ordered uh, very easily on amazonbooks.com by just going there and entering Grow Now or Jim Welch. It'll pop right up and is available for order right now on amazonbooks.com. Well, let's talk about becoming a true growth leader and this idea of generational leadership growth. I mean, there is so much that we can we can point to, but the dilemma that seems to come up is the one you just mentioned, and that has to do with loyalty. I know we went through a time where organizations said, you know what, loyalty is not really important. It's especially from a research perspective, you know, organizational commitment is dead. We need to do something differently. 
uh, and I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, if loyalty is dead, then what really becomes the bedrock, what really becomes the foundation of the organization? I think one of the important points uh, embedded in your question is, as we think about loyalty, I think we need to redefine what we mean by the term loyalty uh, based on where we are today versus where we were many, many years ago, right. and, and really not that long ago as well. But as we think about how the workforce is changing and, and what's happening out there, it really is evolving away from the old concept of loyalty being the objective more toward the goal of engagement. What you really want to have is an employee that's engaged, that believes in what they're doing every day when they come in, not only with their, their brain but with their heart, uh, and developing emotional connection points with people as a leader is one of the most uh, important things to do. And I, I talk about in the book, one of the things that's really important is uh, the power of the unexpected, which is one of the most uh, powerful ways to connect with another person. You know, if you, if you think about it, it's the things that happen in your life that are events that are unexpected that tend to have more of an impact. And uh, some examples that we talk about in the book around emotional connections uh, with you know, people that you work with and that report to you is thinking about things like writing, a, for example, a, a personal handwritten note or a greeting card uh, to not to necessarily to the employee all the time, but also to the people that are most important in their lives, uh, telling them what a difference uh, they're making uh, to your business. One of the things that I've done many times is written handwritten notes or greeting cards to the, the spouses, for example, of some of my best employees, telling them what a difference they are making uh, to our business and how much we appreciate them and all the extra time and effort that they are putting into the organization. And uh, I found that when you do that, and it's from the heart, it, it has a huge impact. You know, another thing that, that works really well in today's world is, is taking an employee to, to breakfast, lunch, or dinner and ask them what really matters to them, what you can do as a leader to help build their future dreams. What can I do to better support you? Uh, that's a very powerful phrase that, that shows uh, your caring and, and also your vulnerability as a leader. Uh, taking the entire team out to, together to celebrate a special event. Uh, and doing that is a very important aspect of uh, team building. I, I used to take people out uh, for a holiday dinner in a private dining room and go around the room and say something special about each team member uh, at the end of that meeting. And uh, it wouldn't focus on the accomplishments of the individual. It wasn't about accomplishments, but about the unique strength that that particular individual brought to the team and how that made the team stronger overall. So, uh, you know, creating a fun and, and surprising outing uh, as part of a, a team business trip can work. I remember uh, particularly one team I had at Hallmark while we uh, were going through a particularly challenging uh, year and uh, so we went on a trip to the West Coast to a seminar in San Francisco and we made an unexpected stop at uh, the Rock or Alcatraz in San Francisco and the whole team went out uh, that night and, and we took a, a nighttime tour of Alcatraz and uh, the team really had a, a great time together and, and when you're in uh, Al Capone's cell at night uh, on the island of Alcatraz it gives your problems a whole different perspective. Uh, but those two things bond a team together as a group. Uh, th then the other thing that's so important uh, that you can do as a leader is on an individual level. And one of the things that uh, sometimes leaders miss is an opportunity to give special praise for a job well done. Uh, and sometimes not only doing that yourself, but engaging other people in the organization to do that. So uh, either having your boss,
boss praise one of your folks or having someone else in the organization that's a critical person uh, offering that praise is, is very important. So we, we find that these unexpected moments are actually critical in the connection process that you make with uh, employees. Well, and you know, what you're talking about is, for some people, extremely difficult today, Jim, and I'm glad you brought it up, um, because I remember a time when I was, uh, I, I was um, in the Human Resources Organization, and I was head of uh, organizational development and programming, and we all took this 360-degree survey and, you know, an assessment tool that says, what are you doing really well, and what do you, what do you think you need to tweak a little bit? And one of the things uh, that came up for me was that even though I'm an introvert in a lot of ways, which means I come in in the morning and I like to get going, I would shut my door. And that was for everybody in my group. That was something that was so bothersome to them because with the door open, there's at least a connection that they could walk by, they could say hello. I don't think that's changed very much, but what I do think has changed is that today's world is, first of all, so virtual, so electronic, that I'm wondering, Jim, do we even know how to connect personally as managers? Oh, that's a great uh, point because one of the biggest challenges that I believe that exists in the workplace today is that we're communicating more than ever before and connecting less. Uh, that now with the deluge of emails and all the other things from a technology standpoint between Blackberries and laptops and uh, PCs and, and uh, text messaging and everything else that's going on in the workplace environment, you know, I people watch a lot in airports. And one of the things that I see many times when I'm on the road uh, quite a bit is I see two people sitting next to each other, and I know one reports to the other, and they're laying out a very important business issue. And at the same time, many times their boss is doing what? They're on their BlackBerry or they're uh, splitting time with their cell phone. They're not giving that person uh, in the moment full-time uh, attention and, and really engaged with them and really thinking about the issue that's being laid out in front of them. So I think you're exactly right. I, I think that uh, we have to be very careful as leaders. Little things like closing the door, to your example, are, are great uh, uh, barriers that can actually inhibit uh, leadership. Uh, another thing that uh, I have done that I know works very well and, and I I coach clients to do this as well, is something we call home turf. Uh, a little thing, but to your point, instead of having the people that uh, work for you meet with you in your office, go visit them on their home turf. Uh, it's a sign of mutual respect. And uh, The ironic part, when you go to their home base, you give up legitimate management authority to that person, but they will see you as a more powerful, confident, and caring leader. So in effect, by doing that, you become a more powerful leader, in effect, with uh, the people that work with you. The other thing is is when you're visiting other people's home turf and meeting in their office for meetings instead of yours, it's a sign of reverence and respect, but it also gets you out and circulating. You know, leadership by being out there and walking among the troops is so important. Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln, a great American president, uh, on September 9, 1861, relieved General John C. Fremont in Missouri uh, because General Fremont had lost touch with his troops. Lincoln said that Fremont stayed in his office all day and didn't get out and circulate with the troops. And Lincoln said that, therefore, he lost a touch with the very issues he was trying to resolve in his office. And when I saw that quote, it made me think about how those things are still ringing very true today when we think about doing the 85 emails with our door closed instead of circulating with our people. 
Exactly. And, you know, Jim, you talk about this in the book. This is a, a very important conversation because now we're talking about growing. We're talking about how to move beyond um, what we've experienced in the past and look at our organizations from the perspective of thriving. I mean, this is really what is needed today. And thriving uh, touches upon not only the bottom line, which I know many organizations are so focused on, but thriving has to do with the heart and the soul of the organization. When we come back from break, Jim Welsh is my very special guest today. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Jim about organizational initiatives that help people not only grow personally, but help to grow the organization. We're also going to be talking about uh, what could be the greatest challenge of this decade, and that is the role of that frontline manager, your immediate boss, and what that means. Is it something that can be managed, or is it manager in the muddle? We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho, my very special guest today, Jim Welsh, incredible book, and uh, much more with how you can implement positive change in your organization. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. There is within you a power so great that you discover in the one command. This revolutionary new book is taking thousands to success in moments. The One Command stops your negative thoughts in their tracks. In this teaching, you are able to reach naturally and easily into the deepest levels of yourself and make remarkable changes in your life. Go to commandingwealth.com and start your new, rich future now. Order The One Command at commandingwealth.com. Ladies, your soul is whispering to you. Are you listening? Imagine a woman's magazine dedicated to your inner journey and the deeper aspects of a woman's life. Do you feel an inner tugging of the heart? A desire to live deeper and connect more fully? Aspire magazine features inspiring articles, interviews, and more and is the premier inspirational and spiritual publication for women. Aspire magazine, inspiration for a woman's soul. Subscribe today at aspiremag.net and have inspiration delivered right to your door. Picture yourself standing in the ancient stone circle of Stonehenge or gazing in awe at Egypt's Great Pyramid and Sphinx. Visualize participating in shamanic ceremonies at Machu Picchu or receiving a timely message from the Oracle of Delphi. Rejuvenate your path of personal growth and renew your spirit by traveling to the world's sacred sites with Body, Mind, Spirit Journeys and other like-minded travelers. Visit BodyMindSpiritJourneys.com or call 800 231 Kate's Caring Gifts is proud to support Dr. Pat's Green Challenge with Earth-Friendly Alternatives. Visit them at katescaringgifts.com to see their complete selection of natural body care, kid-powered toys, eco-friendly home decor, and organic gourmet indulgence, including the world's best organic chocolate. 
Find people and earth-friendly gifts at katescaringgifts.com. That's katescaringgifts.com. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Is your cell phone harming your health? Evidence has shown that electropollution can have a devastating effect on our health and may increase our risk for disease and illness. Scientifically validated and patented technologies that neutralize the harmful effects are now available. Email mybiopro at AOL.com. Or call 503-781-5604. For more information, visit thrive.emf411.com. No triple W in this address. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, Call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. I am so thrilled to have renowned business leader Jim Welch joining me here today. He has developed a proven system to foster a culture of growth without intimidation or complexity. And, you know, the reason that this is important is we all know what organizations have gone through, but we are at this point, and I believe it's one of the most critical stages in organizational development ever. And it's this point where we have to restore or in organizations high levels of trust as well as productivity. And so Jim has created a system that is by far uh, addressing issues not only of the day-to-day but of the emotional aspect of what's happening in organization. And he is an optimist. That's what I love about Jim. You know, you get two optimists on a, on a show like this, and, you know, who knows what can happen. So he's joining us here today as the author of Grow Now, Eight Essential Steps to Flex Your Leadership Muscles. And we're talking in this segment about, uh, you know, what I call uh, the great divide and how can we make or look at a bridge to build between people that have come before, people that are entering the workplace, and a whole new bag of, of obligations in organizations. So, Jim, again, thank you so much for joining us here today. This is a hot topic. This is hot. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about the dynamics in the workplace right now. You know, we can go back not too long ago. People say, ah, you know, you're going back in time. Wait a minute. It wasn't very long ago, and let's talk about that, where we did have a platform of job security in the workplace. People say, oh, we haven't had that for two decades. But remember, there are still people in the workplace that signed up two decades ago that are still there that bought into that system. So where are we today in bridging the gap between people that are holding that consciousness and maybe even that resentment? Some of these people are these frontline supervisors we're talking about here. Why do we bridge the gap between those and the latest generation of folks that are entering the workplace? 
Well, that's a great point. You know, you go back in time and you you start to think about uh, the generations that have been in the workplace. And, and to your point, the baby boomer generation, which came into the workplace in the 1970s and 80s, those of us born before 1965, and uh, that generation really came in with the uh, value system of it's all about live to work. It's all about the job is who I am. Uh, baby boomers tend to be very goal attainment oriented. Uh, they tend to be very optimistic. In fact, that's one of their greatest strengths and one of their greatest uh, challenges because baby boomers can take on too much. It's always about whatever the company needed to get done. That's what we do. Uh, they're also very much, uh, however, uh, a generation that believes in equality and, and the promotion of quality. And they're also a generation that uh, in their later years is now redefined everything, including retirement. Uh, but above everything else, baby boomers want to make a difference every day. That's what they're all about in the workplace. And to your point, coming in with that several years ago, many of them have been involved in downsizing or have been involved in issues that uh, really created an environment of fear for them in the workplace. So uh, one of the things that I think baby boomer leaders have to really look at and have to really challenge themselves is to think about how they can now interact with some of these other generations and get away from that culture of fear to be much more open and engaging of some of the newer generations entering the workforce, particularly uh, Gen X and the millennials, who come from a very different place and a different set of life experiences. They are different experiences. And so, Jim, what are the commonalities? What are the things that we can find that, you know, the, the, the common threads that we can find to help retain the top talent? I mean, what can we find that will make a difference? And can we, in essence, change the behavior of, of, of managers or at least provide them with the tools to do that so that they understand that there's another way to lead? I think that's really a, a critical thought process when we look at the future and where we're going. And I would start with saying that the biggest decisions in life are emotional. And I think the first thing leaders have to understand is that the biggest decisions people make uh, are by and large emotional. Think about your own personal lives. Uh, think about, for example, the decision to get married. Was that a rational decision, those of you who are married? Uh, the decision to have children. Did, did you go through a strengths and weakness and opportunities and threats of having children and do an analysis? Most people make those decisions uh, based on emotion. And I would argue, too, when people make a decision to join or leave an organization, it's also an emotional decision. Uh, and that's something that I think leaders have to understand is the power of emotional connections and what drives it. One of the things I often tell companies that I work with uh, from a human resources standpoint is oftentimes in exit interviews, it doesn't surface very often that people are leaving because of the lack of an emotional connection with their boss. Well, the reason it doesn't surface in the exit interviews is because uh, people are less than candid in those exit interviews. They don't really say why they're leaving. They don't want to burn a bridge. They may need that person for a reference going forward, so people are less than candid. So as we think about uh, as leaders, well then, if emotional connections are so important, how do we really do that in an environment where uh, people are really... Uh, coming at it from the standpoint of different life experiences with millennials who were born after 1978, with Gen Xers who were born from 65 to 78, and then baby boomers who were born before 1965. How do you do that? And I, I would start by saying it starts with uh, the, the pay-it-forward leadership principle, uh, which really helps build team momentum and individual development momentum. It, it's the pay-it-forward principle based off the movie uh, Pay It Forward with uh, Kevin Spacey in 2000. If you yes. remember the, remember the 
that movie, it, it really talked about the importance of random acts of kindness and uh, and how those get paid forward. As a leader, one of the things that's so important when you connect with uh, uh, these generations is understand how to connect with them uh, but also understand where they're coming from. For example, millennials who were born after 1978, uh, work is a part of what they do. It's not their whole life, okay? It's an important part of their life, but it's not the only thing. They're a generation that's technology-dependent. They expect more ongoing feedback and praise than baby boomers. Millennials, those born after 1978, have had parents much more engaged and involved in their lives, and they're used to a lot more feedback and praise from those parents. Uh, at the same time, this group may have unrealistic expectations. So when you bring in the millennial generation, it's very important that you set the expectation line very clear for them in the first 18 months on the job, probably more so than any other generation, because they will have a tendency to have uh, higher expectations coming in. They're smart problem solvers. They're team-oriented. They also uh, really need to have emotional connections with their leaders. Uh, This is a a generation where they celebrated their birthdays in much more lavish style than baby boomers did. For example, if you're a boss and you have a millennial that works for you and uh, you don't say happy birthday or recognize their birthday or or make a big deal out of it, uh, that's a much bigger emotional connection loss with them than it is uh, with a baby boomer that works for you. It's those little sensitivities across the generation that uh, become so important. Well, you know, you're bringing up a really good point, and the point that uh, that, that I think you're bringing up is there is a new acknowledgement for a diverse group of people, not that we haven't had this in the past. I just want to say this. Not that, you know, when I entered the workplace, I looked around and there were people from all ages, all generations. That's still going on. But what, you're, what I think you're talking about, Jim, is to be really mindful of what the individual needs and be really mindful of, you know, paying attention to things that you wouldn't ordinarily pay, ordinarily pay attention to. Now, here's what I want to say, and I want to, I want to ask you about this. Baby boomers know how to celebrate. They come from a culture in the workplace that not only celebrated birthdays in a big way, they celebrated events together. They played softball together. You know, they went out to, to, for drinks after work together in a number of them. You know, they come from this family orientation of what the workplace meant. Some people say, yeah, here you go again, Dr. Pat. That's old school. Well, it is old school. And so the question is, why is it difficult for, for people that are maybe in a leadership position as we call them baby boomers to then bring that which they used to do forward in today's workplace? I think that, uh, well, a couple points on that. I think, first of all, that uh, baby boomers, while they maybe grew up with that, uh, at the end of the day felt empty inside as a result. They didn't feel like, in many cases, some of the experiences many of them had in the corporate world were all that positive in the end. Or as they evolved through their corporate uh, world uh, experience right now, perhaps uh, maybe are placing less importance on those things. And I think that's a mistake. I Mm -hmm. I think that that uh, that perspective uh, comes with being in the workforce longer. I think that you experience a number of things. Not all of them are positive. And I think if uh, baby boomers aren't careful, and I put myself in this category, we can uh, very easily and even unintentionally have a rather cynical view of uh, the importance of those things. Even though they were important to us when we grew up with them, uh, I think sometimes we don't translate those as leaders to understand that we need to continue to do that, not only with boomers that work for us, but Gen Xers as well and, and millennials 
and look for new and fun ways to build those connections. It, it takes work. It takes time. Uh, a lot of folks, when you look at uh, how quickly things are changing and the pace of change now in the work environment, it's a lot easier to go deal with those 85 emails and close your door and not go out and engage people. Uh, we still haven't come up with anything better than face-to-face contact. And as I said earlier, I think one of the things that's hurting the workplace right now is people are communicating more than ever before and yet connecting less. Um, and there's also some key motivators that are so important to, to realize uh, generationally. For, for one thing, with well, let's take a short break. And when we come back, let's hit those motivators because when our wrap-up today's show, Jim is going to help us understand what we can do now, what the motivators are, and what the changes are that we need to take right now. Jim Welch, my guest. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Tap into more of your brain potential. The exceptional HemiSync technology can help you achieve a focused, whole brain state. Refined with nearly 50 years of research and development, this patented audio guidance technology has been scientifically and clinically proven to be effective. Visit the Monroe Products website at hemisync.com. That's H-E-M-I-S-Y-N-C.com. Or call 1-800-541-2488. Revitalize your soul with Wayne Dyer, Robert Holden, Doreen Virtue, Marianne Williamson, Greg Braden, and your other favorite Hay House authors on a day or weekend retreat in Las Vegas. It's the annual I Can Do It conference on June 26th through 29th at the Sands Expo, and it's packed with inspiring keynote lectures, interactive workshops, autograph sessions, exhibitors, and more than 35 best-selling authors. Tickets start at only $75. Call 800-654-5126 or visit ICanDoIt.net. Kick off your enlightenment with Carrie's 12 Steps to Enlightenment Workshop. Carrie O'Connor, master visionary, medium, and clairvoyant, uses her amazing psychic gifts to help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. This two-hour teleclass is on February 23rd at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Call 860-887-1201 to register for the 12 Steps to Enlightenment teleclass. Or visit kerryoconnor.com. That's K-E-R-R-I-E-O-C-O-N-N-O-R.com. Learn how to balance mind, body, and heart during your own renaissance and improve the quality of your life and those around you. Bust the crust of your egoic thinking. Michael Nardi, the Renaissance Man, author of the new book, Stop Thinking, Start Living, and Begin Celebrating Every Moment, tells the story of his mother-in-law, Mama Jay, her miracle, and how he stopped thinking and how he celebrates every moment. Check out michaelnardi.com. That's michael, N-A-R-D-I.com. 
Learn about symptom-free autism. Hidden beneath each symptom is the answer waiting to be discovered by the intuitive mind. Natural healer and medical intuitive William Lewis is finding the answers. William isn't interested in cures, just the removal of the symptoms which lead to the label or condition so the body can then readjust to a balanced state. William's son was his first long-term success. Call 508-866-2605 or visit Autism Symptom Free. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled to have Jim Welsh joining me here today. I want to make sure everybody knows the name of the book, Grow Now, Eight Essential Steps to Flex Your Leadership Muscles. You can go to thegrowthleader.com as well and check that out. You know, Jim, what a great show today. And I know we've talked about a number of different things, but there really is, uh, there really are solutions to this, and you have them. I'd love for you to share this. Absolutely, and uh, a couple of things. One is I, I think as we think about the C's of the practical growth leader, I'd like to highlight a couple of those. When we think about caring, for example, uh, one of the things that's really important is caring is best demonstrated uh, in unexpected ways. Are, are you engaging the total person or just an employee? Uh, this is much more than just asking someone how was their weekend. It's, it's no more than knowing the names of their, their spouse and kids. It's much more than sending birthday or holiday cards. Do you know their dreams? Do you really know what's important to them? And do you, as a leader, have an emotional connection with them that they believe that you are going to help them get to where they want to go? And step one with that is, are you meeting with your people to talk about what's important to them? What's important in their life? And what can you, as their leader, do to help support them in achieving those goals? When people believe you really care about that, it's a terrific breakthrough, and I would urge you to have those meetings with people and ask them what's important to them. The first meeting may be a little awkward because they're not really expecting it, but once they see where you're headed and that it's sincere, it'll have a huge impact on the uh, on the caring front, which is critical. Another one that is so important is being in the moment with your people, and we talked about this earlier, but there is nothing that breaks emotional connections than splitting your attention span as a boss. Someone sitting across from you and sharing issues with you in your office or in any location, and you're glancing at your emails or jumping to the cell phone and not really in the moment with them, you lose that emotional connection. So so being in the moment could not be more critical. Another one that uh, is important is what we call perfecting the art of rejection. Uh, sometimes one of the most important things about being a leader is knowing how to say no. Uh, as a former prime minister of the U.K., Tony Blair, once said, the art of leadership is saying no. Anyone can say yes. Uh, but leadership begins with no. And to me what that means is is that when someone comes into your office with an idea, if you've been in the business for a long time, the first thing that usually enters your mind in any industry is the five reasons it won't work. 
and when someone comes forward with a new idea. One of the most important things a leader can do is invest the time with people to co-discover that answer uh, based on their ideas. Sit down and walk through it. Ask questions, but be supportive. And usually what happens is you co-discover that answer together. The answer still may be no, uh, but you get there in a way that the individual feels like you respect their idea and that you really thought it through with them. And then if you do that, the chances are the next time they have an idea, they're going to come back to your office. If you don't do that, chances are they'll never be back to you with another big idea. So uh, that's so important is uh, the art of rejection. Another one that uh, is critical is what we call peacetime praise. Uh, Peacetime praise is real and authentic. It happens right when the event occurs, and it's not tied to coaching. You know, one of the things we have to be careful of as senior managers that have been in the workforce for 30 years, sometimes we think praise has to be tied to yeah, but you're not doing as well over here, so we need to really focus on this area. So while I'm giving you praise, I'm also giving it conditionally because I'm also coaching you on how to get better somewhere else. That's a huge mistake that leaders can fall into in terms of a trap. Peacetime praise is unconditional. It's not tied to coaching, and you're simply telling somebody what a great job they did with something, and you're really building that connection and and building that relationship. And, you know, you and I talked about this earlier. One of the things I found in, in the research that I've done is that the number one thing, and the word is obligation. It's a strong word. The, the number one thing that um, the people that I spoke with said uh, is most important is uh, respect. And the items you're talking about, if, if nothing else, the actions you're talking about, the behaviors you're talking about, Jim, are respectful behaviors. And yet it is so critical what you've just said that we sometimes confuse what we can say to people with our performance review of them. And we've, I think we've gotten to this place where we just have forgotten how to show up respectfully for each other. That's a great point because I think sometimes as leaders it's very easy to fall into the trap uh, that says, uh, I'm going to tell you what a great job you're doing over here, but while I'm doing that, I really want to focus on issues where I think you can improve, and you slip into almost a performance review mode, and really the most powerful praise is uh, unexpected, but it takes place as the event is occurring or right after the event. Uh, that, that's absolutely critical. And I want to be clear here that also as we get into these things, candor is also very, very important. Mm. And while we're uh, all about creating these emotions, Emotional connections. Part of the emotional connection is that candor, but it's also separating how you feel about the person in total in your professional relationship with them from the issue, and that's a critical difference. You know, one of the things that uh, I did when I was at Hallmark is I stood in front of a division of 600 people and uh, told them that I wasn't stupid, but I made about three stupid decisions a week, and their job was to throw challenge flags uh, at uh, me and the senior team when we uh, made decisions they didn't agree with and each other. So we handed out about 600 challenge flags, and we had individuals throwing those in meetings and having fun with them. But the idea was to create uh, an environment where it's okay to disagree with your boss and it's okay to disagree with everybody else and challenge it and have fun. And we did that. Uh, but creating an environment where candor can be given, and I'm separating you as the person and as a professional, how I feel about you from the issue is so important. One of the things that leaders often make the mistake on when they're coaching is they don't do that. They don't separate out the issue and take the time to talk about during a 
critical coaching session of how they feel about the individual. They want to jump right to the issue and how to make that person better, and here's what you need to do. Well, sometimes what happens there is a disconnect because the individual walks out of there thinking that you somehow think less of them as an individual on your team. And when you do that, you devalue the person. So it's critical that the candor is tied directly to the issue but is separate from how you feel about that person. And taking the time to distinguish between those two and taking the extra time up front and coaching to talk about how you feel about them as a professional in your organization and what a value they are contributing makes a huge difference. So I think that's another critical aspect in candor that can sometimes be lost. You know, Jim, thank you so much for this show today. And, you know, what you're talking about is something that uh, Stephen Covey has said for decades, and that is, you, you know, listening is to listen to understand. And and your book takes us to the next level of knowing what actions to take. Jim, thank you so much for joining us here today. TheGrowthLeader.com is the website, the book, uh, Grow Now, uh, Eight Essential Steps to Flex Your Leadership Muscles, available on Amazon everywhere. What's your personal message, Jim, for our folks today? The most important thing is to be in the moment and be aware. And to your point, listen and understand. And then use these techniques every day to try to make a difference. I will tell you this. As an individual that spent 30 years in my business career, I won a few awards and I accomplished a few things. I will tell you today that none of those things mean anything to me. The the things that matter are the relationships and the emotional connections you build along the way. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done and your career is over, or nearing an end, those will be the things that you'll look back on and that they will really matter, and those will be the things in your life that you will truly value. Jim Welsh, thank you so much for joining us here today. Wow, what a great show. I want to thank everybody out there for listening and tuning in and and knowing that you have everything inside you to be phenomenally successful in life. We're there to support you along the way. Until next week, know that you are loved and know that you are blessed. Step out and live life full out. We'll see you next week, or you can tune in later today on The Dr. Pat Show. I tried to swim against Walk me down upon my knees Oh, I beg, I beg and please Sing him, come out of things unsaid Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.